Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, superstars. A quick heads up before we head into today's episode with Natalie Oaks that today's episode comes with a content warning. Uh, Although not the focus of our episode, we talk about weight and body stigma in relation to the dance world very briefly, but it is in there. Please take care when you listen to this episode. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. Today's guest is a self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades and master of none, but making that work in the best way possible. Known in Australia for her work as a producer, production manager, dance choreographer, fire performer and aerialist, graduating from WAPA in 2018 with a BA in Arts Management and an Advanced Diploma in Performing Arts from PAD. She's found her place in the entertainment world by trying absolutely everything, finding equal comfort in a pair of steel cap boots as a set of rhinestone pasties. She has graced the stages across the world, including New York City, London, and everywhere that ends in festival across Australia. The founder of Lions Productions, it's Natalie Oakes. How are you, Nat? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. This is like glamour tradie that you've come yeah, into today. I'm in my comfies today. Comfies, yeah. but with like the full acrylic the nails. Stripes. We got yeah. everything. Yeah, it's all happening. Pinstripe, the flanny jacket, flannel. Absolutely. Flanny? Flan- the flanny, flanny jacket? Flanny? Yeah, flanny? Oh, okay. But like the, I think it's the white and black opposite acrylics that Absolutely. are doing it for me. That's this is my brand. It's like bogan <laughs> glamour. Well, like. I mean, as we said in the intro, it's like steel caps and rhinestones Absolutely. all the time. absolutely always um so obviously in the intro we talked about how you're basically like you do everything when it comes to the arts but your background seems to be like focusing in dance or physical movement in some way so why did you pick that form of artistic expression um I think my mother is to blame because she claims that she played Michael Jackson while she was pregnant with me 24-7. So I think that's just made me a dancer. I've been dancing since I was three years old. That's really funny. Um, Yeah, it's been my entire life. I'm a very active person. So I think I just love moving um, and then was never into sports because it just didn't give me enough creative freedom. Yeah. And I kind of love the challenge of like constantly having to like stretch and work out and train and like work on my body but also get to be a performer mm. um so it was like the perfect combination of like physical activity and performing yeah, and yeah it's the choreography for AFL is just so boring absolutely <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah it's been my whole life and um yeah I, I quit for a few years and then came back to it and was like oh why would I ever leave this like it's just yeah yeah what did you do in the gap um, I was injured, so um, that's when I moved um, over to the US and just focused on arts management for a few years and was kind of like, I'm happy to be in the background, I'm yep. enjoying myself here, um, and that's when I started getting tattoos because I was like, I don't need to be the perfect like ah, dancer that fits yeah. into a chorus anymore. I was like, I'm happy to move on to the new point of my life now. 
Um, and then a few years passed and I was like, I cannot be the backstage person anymore. Like I miss, <laughs> I miss the stage so much. So, um, yeah, very happy that I came back to it. Yeah. I think we all are. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't think anyone's like, no, not to Damn it. A magnet house has never been the same. Oh, like what, what would we do? Honestly, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. so was it like getting like you're saying like you got tattoos and that sort of thing and you started to express yourself in a different way is it yeah. that sort of stuff that made you go like okay well clearly no traditional company is going to accept this person that I am now unfortunately which obviously yeah. like those rules are silly and we Absolutely. don't love them yeah, yeah. um but because of that sort of weird stigma that companies dance companies performance art companies mm-hmm. have from the get-go is that why you're like I've got to start doing my own thing yeah I think I've always had this weird like imposter syndrome I don't know if that's mm. the right word where like I grew up, when I started doing dance full-time, I was also still studying arts management at WAPA, mm-hmm. so I was never 100% committed to dance. So I never felt like I was this full-time professionally trained dancer and I kind of felt like that meant I couldn't go for these traditional companies anyway. So I think when I realised who I am and the kind of jobs that are best for me, I was like, actually, this is way better. Like, I can do my own thing. I can start my own companies. I don't need to fit into this traditional dancer role of someone who goes on to be like a rocket or does a cruise ship or does something mm. like that, which have been my dream since I was a kid. But it's like, it's not the be all and end all. I'm so happy with like where I've ended up now anyway. Um, and I get to do whatever I want, have tattoos, <laughs> breathe fire on stage. Like what other job in the world do you get to do all of that stuff in one show? Totally, like? <laughs> yes. Like there's like a heavy circus influence yeah, in a lot of yeah. your work as well. Yeah. Um, where did that start for you? That was a COVID thing for me. Ah. That was me being like, I am stuck at home mm-hmm. and I want to take as many online classes as I can. And that's when Connecticut was doing their online classes, like stretch classes and stuff. So I started taking those during COVID. COVID ended and I was like, get me on a lira. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to stop like I don't flying. own one, help. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And I went and started taking Matt's classes and Sarah's and Beck's and just absolutely fell in love with it. Like, again, that kind of like physical challenge and um, getting to be active without having to go to the gym. Like it's yeah. so much better than <laughs> traditional exercise. <laughs> um, and now I just, yeah, I love circus so much. I love like the challenge of learning new skills and new apparatus and not just being a dancer, getting to be that as well. Oh, for sure. So you talked a little bit about um, the fact that like you had like all of this training in arts management, mm-hmm. which kind of kind of works a little bit perfectly when it comes to creating Absolutely. your own production company. Yep. Oh, gosh, who would have <laughs> thunk it? Thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about why you started Lions Productions and like what you originally thought it was going to be? Sure. Because obviously yeah. that's probably way different from what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it, it was... Again, another COVID thing. I yeah. was, um, I got, I came back to Perth to work Fringe that year um, as a production manager. Uh, so like technically before or whatever? Yeah, yeah just yeah. before it hit. Um, yeah, I was doing production stuff. The goal was to come home and just do that Fringe season, then move mm. back to the UK. Oh, wow. Um, and then literally the day that I was supposed to fly out was when the borders closed. So mm. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be <laughs> here for a bit now. Um, and then just started looking for ways to like get back into the performing community, reacquaint myself with Perth because I'd been away for so many years. Um, And a friend of mine messaged me and was like, hey, I know you're a dancer. Um, We want to book some aerialists for a show at Magna House, which Mm -hmm. is like four years ago before they had any performers there. And I said, hey, look, I'm not at that stage. I wasn't really into, didn't know many aerialists. So I linked them in with Connecticut. But I said, if you need dancers, Mm. I'm your girl. I can sort you out. 
Um, so we did one gig there as dancers and they were like, we love this, we want to see more of this in Perth. Um, and it just kind of steamrolled from there. Every venue yeah. started seeing that Magnet had dancers, they wanted dancers um, and the brand's just grown and grown. And yeah, it's still it's still small, it's still just like all of my favourite people working for me. Like, it's just, I just get to book That's my fine. friends. We yeah, that. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, like, everyone who works with me is a close friend, so it still feels like a, this tiny little baby company. Um, but now it's my full-time job, so. Which so. is amazing. Yeah. Um, for people yeah. who may not be super, um, like, knowledgeable on, like, current club scene and, like, mm-hmm. what that sort of environment is like, what do you mean when you say, like, dances for Magnet House? Because that people sure. might just be like, does that mean, is that, like, strip like work? Shows, is, yeah, that, like, sure. is that burlesque? What does that mean? Yeah. So we do, um, like, the term we call it in Australia is podium. So it's just professionally trained dancers who freestyle on stage to whatever music the DJ is playing. Um, so it started as just booking dancers. Um, it's not like a sit-down show. No, no, no. I feel just like in I have a club. to Yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go out clubbing. It's yep. very common in Europe and Ibiza and all that kind of stuff. Um, you go into a club even on like a Wednesday and there'll be dancers on stage performing, like freestyling with mm-hmm. the DJs. Um, so it started as just dancers um, and now we have special acts and drag performers and burlesque and aerials and fire and everything we can fit into a club. Mm. Um, and the party amazing. doesn't stop. People like don't stop and like solely pay attention necessarily no, 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 it's to what's just happening. Yeah. happening in the background cool. yeah yeah it's just kind of like ambient entertainment um yeah so it kind of started with just doing that and now we get to do corporate shows and touring circus shows and it's just kind of yeah it's like thinking about it now I'm like oh it actually <laughs> it actually is pretty big now I've never really thought about work. it oh yeah. no there's a lot of stuff yeah. I have to do yeah yeah, yeah. stressed <laughs> very tired very um, stressed <laughs> But very happy. Please don't change yes, this. I yeah, don't want to yeah. be unstressed. I exactly. just want to be this. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the name for your production company, how did that come about? Yeah, so it's actually very special. I don't know too many people about it, but um, the only other dancer in my family was my cousin who lives in the UK. His name's David Lyons. Um, did I just bonk that with my hat? It's, gonna- you did, <laughs> but I'm not going to stop the beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. The, like, this beautiful heartfelt yeah. story that I know is yeah. coming. I'm just like yeah. whacking your head yeah, on something. Apologies, being, like, Mike. That was very aggressive. Mike um, thinks it's fine. Mike's yeah. like, that's fine, hurt me. Excellent, thanks, Mike. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. So um, my cousin, he was a dancer, um, professional dancer, toured with like the beautiful game, Saturday Night Fever, um, unfortunately passed away when he was very young. Um, we had a great relationship, but obviously lived in different countries mm. from each other. So we were like pen pals. Um, the plan was like when I finished high school, I'd move to the UK and train with him and live with him. And um, yeah, we were always just very bonded over our love for dance. But yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, Lions is like a tribute to him. Um, it just kind of worked perfectly. I didn't overthink it too much when I named the company. I was That's like, I don't thing. know where this is going to go. <laughs> like this, And now it's a whole thing and it's a brand. And his mum who's still with us, who I lived with when I lived in the UK. She's like so incredibly proud and is so happy to have this like tribute and connection to him still. And she's like the biggest supporter and travels over to see shows and shares everything I post on her Facebook. And um, yeah, shout out to Betty Lyons. She is, (laughs) she is an amazing woman. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where the name came from. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad I didn't stop the whole story, but like, wait, we have to reset everything. Yeah. 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 Worst possible point to do that. Yeah. No, not at all. The funniest bit is that I think that us giggling has been louder on the mic than any slight bump that we've done. So it's so fun. No one would have known. (laughs) Love which that. is very like on brand I yeah, think great. for these sort of things there's Perfect. something you mentioned um a little bit 
earlier mm -hmm. uh, was the idea of like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. um, and that sort of affecting like the work that you do and like affects on like seems to affect your drive and how hard you fight like yeah almost as if like you've got a feeling that you need to continue to like prove, prove yourself yeah. in the scene can you talk a little bit on that for us sure. you don't have to by the way no, just no, like be like Oi, no <laughs> no no I it's think cool. it's I think it's like as a dancer from a young age it's something that's ingrained in you like mm. you, it's such a competitive industry oh like God, yeah. yeah you're competing from the age of like three or four you're like like it's horrible but you're being judged for your weight from teachers when you're in like when you're nine or ten or eleven yeah. like I remember being told that like I should be fitting into a small leotard when I was like nine like Ooh. it's it's insane so you're kind of like you have this world this competitive world from a young age and then even your friends you're competing with. So I think it's just kind of drilled into me that I need to prove myself and do mm. more. Um, not necessarily in a bad way now. Like I'm, I'm so happy with like the level of competitiveness that I am now. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that having, having that world ingrained in me from a young age and also love my parents to death. But um, like for them, the arts is not necessarily a super viable career. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of thankful that was the mindset because when I finished high school, I wanted to study dance full time mm -hmm. and my dad wanted me to do business full time because um, I got really good ATAR score because I did all arts subjects. So <laughs> I was like, I can get into anything now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we kind of settled on the happy medium of me doing arts management and ah, thank God because that course, like, oh, it's incredible. Like everything that I learned, I say 80% of the courses that I did in that um, degree I use daily now um, Amazing. and the people that I met like my life would be so different if I went into just dance so like I'm so grateful my parents were like let's have a backup plan in case dancing doesn't yeah, work it's interesting but that's also like fed into the idea of you just being like well I need to hustle if I'm mm. going to be in this space then I'm going Absolutely. to fight to be in this space every yep. step of the way yeah yeah um fascinating okay yeah. so interesting because it's like <laughs> thank you for this but also like oh help. yes yeah yeah no like it's it's very different now 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 that they're like oh okay she she has two businesses like yeah. like it's obviously a job like it's fine now that's so funny that's so funny because like anyone can get an abn i'm not <laughs> girl trust me not that trust it's me. not that it's on a private yeah. lines is incredible yeah, yeah. What, the work yeah. that you do it's is weird amazing. that that's the measure of, yeah um, but like my brother's a doctor yeah he's like two years younger than me owns a house like no. so like we, we have very different no. Pass in life. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. So yeah, I think like it's probably all in my head. Like they would be proud of me and Most love me are. no matter what. <laughs> but I think in my head I'm like, I said that I wanted to do the arts for a career. Now I need to do it as a career and make it yeah. a viable career. Um so here we are, tired and stressed. <laughs> yeah. Everything just comes back to being exhausted. <laughs> yeah. It's that time of year. Like fringe applications are open. Let's go. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> I don't uh, want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. that they're already open. Oh I'm pretty God, sure yes. it's only May. Yeah. Uh, so that's just how that is. I swear it was like we got back from tour and a month later we got an email that was like Outrage management is already to. Oh, I was like, I cannot. <laughs> gonna just archive that email. For when now. you say you got back to tour from touring, are you talking about the which tour are you talking about? Because um, there's like so many. Club de More and Happy Endings. Club de More and Happy yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic tours. Yeah. And before that was the one before that was Rocky. Rocky Horror before that. Yeah. 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 Which is a huge difference in like yeah. what you're being <laughs> asked to perform. If you wouldn't mind talking a little bit just about like going from one specific art style which is like uh for people who haven't seen the rocky horror experience the art rage put on it's the film is playing behind them mm -hmm. but they like everybody in the cast like added their own skill whether it be drag or dance or burlesque or whatever it was to the performance yeah that's quite like a 
almost rigid performance because you've got the movie playing in the background. You don't really have a lot of time yeah, to, yeah, like, to yeah. waste. You don't have a lot of flexibility yes. in what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel rigid at all. No, it didn't look rigid. It didn't look rigid at all. It, well, it's such a crazy movie. Yes. You can literally do whatever you want in front of it and people will be like, no, that's the movie. To, <laughs> like, no, that's true. Yeah. You just have to hit your lip syncing marks. Literally, which is, like, yeah. which is a big part of, of the course, film, yeah. obviously, is the dialogue. Um, yeah. But doing something like Club de More, you've yeah. got a little bit more freedom and you're being like, I, were you in charge of choreographing your own acts? Yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like a little bit more freedom there. Is there like something that you are pulled towards more maybe? Not that doesn't yeah. exclude either. Yeah, I mean, Rocky Horror, that tour was like such a highlight of my career because mm. it's the first time I've done something of that scale where I haven't been the producer and choreographer. I just got to be a performer, which sounds so backwards. But <laughs> no, it, was, I feel that, it yeah. was incredible, like just getting to like show up just to rehearsals. <laughs> like your only responsibility is putting your costume on <laughs> and like going on stage. You're and just in charge of your bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. And that the cast was insane. Like um Geneva is one of my biggest inspirations mm. oh my ever. They're so amazing. getting to share the stage with them is just unreal. Um, and now we're like the best of friends. Well, I think we are anyway. So <laughs> 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 they agree. She was like, wait, I don't yeah. even know her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Denisa. And I also met both Linton and Ant on that tour, who I then brought over to the Club de More cast. So ah, awesome. it was a great way to like meet new people to work with. Um, yeah, they're very, very, very different things, but I think I love them both equally. Like, <laughs> I could not pick one or the other. I, I do love do a gig where you just get hired, though. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's a special it's feeling. It's so, so good. I want to do like, more oh, of that. Oh, I have a show where I just, I have to get there yeah. an hour early and I'll tech. Yeah. Amazing. I, yeah. I don't have to be running around at tech doing 25 different things yeah. and perform. I get to just be there. Yeah, and yeah. you're also not the phone that someone's going to call at 12 yes. p.m. because they've lost something, stolen something or gotten in some sort of horrendous accident. Absolutely. None of which is anybody's fault, but then you have to fix. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's And like even with the Club de More, like the Tone and Cheek team, I'm so fortunate because I've done shows in the past and I know it's super common where all of the producers are also performing. Mm. But I'm really lucky that I have Dan and Liam and neither of them perform. They're just um, like this incredible team of producing brains. So like I can switch off and just be a performer when I need to because they're there to run things. Um, So yeah, I think I just got really lucky working with them too. They're just amazing to work with. (laughs) There must be a really difficult balance to find. I guess like obviously you can't book yourself for every single show that Lions does now because <laughs> there's just so many of them <laughs> thankfully um yeah I don't want to do them anymore <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm really falling in love with the behind the scenes really now. which is interesting yeah. considering you were saying that like you had this massive pull when you came back from was it the UK or the yeah, US UK, yeah. um being like I have to get back on stage again or I'll explode yeah and now it's just like and I've had my foil and I'm gonna just yeah. like sit back for another moment I think there's a nice balance now. yeah that's what it is like I still get to perform so much over fringe season that I'm so happy to just mm. get to be the manager the rest of the year. Like I, I love like all of the dancers that work for me are so incredible. We're such a humble group of people. I love just like being backstage with them, helping them get in costumes and like holding the camera and doing the whole <laughs> mean girls. Like you're doing great, sweetie, yeah. and film them. So like, yeah, the balance now is really nice and I'm happy that I get to do a bit of both. Which is, it's, yeah. it's really cool. And yeah. obviously you mentioned that they're like people that you know, people that you're friendly with, but obviously as it expands, there are more and more people that you may not be as familiar with. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you look for when you're like scouting for it? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, I feel like two big things. Yeah. Like, I feel like Magnet House is a good testing ground for performers. Mm. So, like, before I book, like, we're talking about, like, 
special performers now, not dancers, so like drag queens, burlesque, yep. circus. Oh, we talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I feel like I'd book them for Magnet House as like a tester ah. to see what they're like engaging with people and then put them on other stuff from there. But for me, it's like performance and interaction with the crowd because – like you said, at a nightclub, they're not sitting and watching you. Yeah. You need to do something that captures their attention. Mm-hmm. So if they've got a special something. And keeps something, them in the club buying keeps, drinks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the whole job. point. That's <laughs> why we're getting paid. So if they have something engaging and interactive and are a strong performer enough that they can tell a bunch of straight 18-year-olds to turn around and watch them <laughs> on a Wednesday night, <laughs> then oh done, booked. Um, and then the other biggest thing for me which like doesn't get mentioned enough, I think, is like professionalism mm. and reputation mm-hmm. in the community because I'll very rarely book someone who I haven't either A, worked with before or I've like asked someone who I trust who has worked with you what it was like to work with you. Like if you come backstage and you're a diva, like <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> girl, it's Magnet House on a Wednesday at like midnight. Like <laughs> I cannot be on say. So, yeah. so like, I need everyone to uh, switch their phones off for this one moment and just look at me. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I've been so lucky that no one's ever been like that. I've only had amazing people come and work for me, but I think that's just, yeah, something that's really important for me is professionalism. Mm. And, um, and we talking yeah. the whole scope of professionalism. Are we talking just about like, the the classics what are they like being on time yeah absolutely <laughs> have, yeah, knowing yeah. your shit yeah <laughs> and being just, polite it's like pretty basic yeah stuff. being prepared sending your invoice on time yeah. like sending me your track by the due date <laughs> yes. like just little things like that that um like it's so much extra work to chase up that stuff when it shouldn't be mm. and like it's not that big of a deal in the moment but if an opportunity comes up later down the track and I've got like three or four performers that would be great for this spot. But three of those four were super punctual and polite backstage and had their shit ready and mm. send their invoice. I'm obviously going to pick the people who did that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's great. Yeah. And I think it's important, like, things to reiterate, especially Absolutely. as we move into another fringe season and we understand how busy people can get around oh that God, time yeah. of year. Yeah. Um, but if you're able to, like, do those three things that are honestly pretty baseline, you'll get pretty yeah. far. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the bare minimum and like it's so easy like <laughs> yeah. to, to do those things. Um, but also yeah. your ability to, I think, communicate when it's not going to work out. Like yes. no one is going to crucify you and never hire you again if you've like had a really rough morning and you can't make it in on time. But, you, you know, you're going to be yeah. 15 minutes behind, oh, but you've yeah. messaged ahead and you're like, I'm 15 Absolutely. minutes late. I'm so sorry. You don't have to like go into the whole sub story. No, like yeah. we're not here for that. Like yes. you don't have to do that. Communication is key. Yeah. yeah. But just like no one's going to never hire you again. Exactly. If, if you were late. effective yeah. in your communicating. Yeah. 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 That's the thing though. Like, yeah, just communicating is number one. Yeah. If you are late for something or if you haven't sent something on time, just let me know so I'm not hanging. Like, yeah. I'm sure everyone else thinks the same way. Yeah, people can't yeah. just like sit by the door and be like, hello. Yeah, exactly. Where exactly. are you? Yeah, and like, it's happened. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Better communication from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I was late today. So, <laughs> like, so no one's immune. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really, we're actually, we're going to go to break there. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'll leave you with that bad reputation. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. And we're back. Hello. Um, so we're joined by Nat um, who is on time for the second half of the interview. Yay! <laughs> I just didn't have to leave the room and then I was here. I, okay. Great. You say you were late. You were three minutes late. <laughs> Three minutes late. Please don't hurt yourself over this. You were three minutes late, and I got to record your intro before you got here um, as like the little peek behind the wizard's curtain for everybody. Perfect. (laughs) So it was fine. I got to be like, turn the laptop on and plug things in. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, I think, okay, so in the second half, we often talk about the Perth scene, the WA scene, Mm -hmm. um, and you have a unique perspective being that you've seen like multiple art scenes around the Mm -hmm. world Um, and around Australia. I think I said in your intro that anywhere in Australia that has like capital city festival (laughs) (laughs) you've done. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like festival, Perth festival, anything (laughs) with the word festival afterwards, you probably. Because I can't say no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll go there. Um, How would you think, like from obviously your perspective only, you can't talk for other people's experiences. I find that quite interesting that people get confused by that, but mm-hmm. they do. Um, not guess audiences are like, but that's not what I think. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, it's not your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you think Perth stacks up in comparison to other art scenes nationally, globally? Take your pick. Put it this way. Six years ago, I wanted to be anywhere but Perth, mm. and now I cannot self- see myself living anywhere else. You have to I, explain that. Yeah, I like I've... I moved away when I was 20 because mm. I was like, there's nothing in Perth. I can't make a career here. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to New York because mm. I'm naive and I think that I can make it in New York City. Yeah, Alicia Keys said I could. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I'm just going to go to New York. <laughs> I went to London and then when COVID hit and I got stuck here, I was so upset. I was like, my, my life's so far. Like, what am I going to do now? Because <laughs> oh I'd just been so focused on leaving. I hadn't yeah. like engrossed myself with all the good that is here. And over the last couple of years of like – booking Perth talent and creating shows with Perth talent um, and being engrossed in this scene and getting to work with everyone who lives here. I just like don't think I could do that anywhere else. Like I'm so, so lucky that I get to do this now in the place where I was born and grew up. Um, 
And it's not just because it was the place that I was born and grew up. Like the talent here is insane. Mm. Like it truly is world-class and does stack up with people around the rest of the world. Um, and I'm so happy to see that people don't don't feel as much now that they have to leave mm. to do what they want to do. Like totally. um, especially over the last few years, I've just seen people are like, I'm going to be a dancer in Perth. Like yeah. I'm going to be a drag performer in Perth. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why there's no Perth Queens on the drag, on the drag race season this year because <laughs> I just – had two it's years insane. off now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it's ridiculous because if you go to the core or the or connections on a weekend, the talent that you see here mm-hmm. is above and beyond what you sometimes see. There's so see. much talent that uh, Park got to open in Vic Park and now books drag all the time. That exactly. Flaming Galar opened up in Freo and gets to book drag all the yes. time. There's yeah. so much talent that we fill extra venues now that Cherry Bomb is flooded with applicants and performers. Absolutely. Uh, like we are filled to the brim. Absolutely. I literally got an email through before I left to come here from Toots saying they want to do drag bingo every Thursday now. Like people are like, give us drag, give us more. <laughs> like, and the amount of, like it's, like I said earlier, it's snowballing. Like people are like, oh shit, like there's so much talent here. We can, we can do more in Perth now. Um, and there's like a whole new generation of venue bookers and like venue managers who understand the value of having the arts mm. in entertainment so like my job's easy now because people are like we want dancers we want drag we want burlesque we want circus like I don't have to hustle for it people are just yeah desperate to have more of it in the entertainment scene so yeah and as a cool (laughs) that's the right answer (laughs) I'll now let you leave today yeah (laughs) (laughs) just put that bit of the podcast in I love (laughs) yeah Meanwhile, I just like you're tired. You're like, yeah, tired yeah, I yeah. love it here. Yeah. I have such a good time. Yeah, I'm speaking freely. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Holding up today's newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As like somebody who's booked dance, obviously commercial dance is something that may not exist in a queer arts space mm-hmm. traditionally, but drag, circus, burlesque are like tainted in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been incredibly different working in these different art spaces? Um. Not really, like good. Yeah, no, like, like <laughs> that's again what I want to hear. There's different, like, like I've been working in the fringe scene for like six or seven years yeah. now, so I've always been around that kind of performance. Um, so I think, yeah, it's it's not that different. You definitely notice um, when we started working on Club de More the first year. Mm. It was the first time that a lot of different performers had shared one rehearsal space together. Oh, so we had like professional dancers, drag queens, circus performers, singers, pole artists, all in one rehearsal space together who have obviously all come from very different backgrounds and different types of rehearsing. Mm. So like the dancers are like, all right, let's smash out an eight-hour day with no breaks and, and, and kill our bodies. Whereas, like, yeah. that's not what some other people are used to, which is totally fine. But um, a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, obviously, we set unrealistic expectations <laughs> in the dance world from yeah. early on. Um, but I think by the end of that first process for the first show, we worked together so well and we taught each other so much about, like, different skills to bring to a rehearsal space and we collaborated so well that it was, like, actually, our worlds aren't that different. Like, yeah. we just have different perspectives on certain things. Um, and there's so much value to collaborating between different types of arts because now we can offer each other different things that we didn't have before. Like, people are learning to dance, people are learning to do burlesque. Like, yeah, the collaboration is so possible. It's not – it doesn't have to be dancers do this routine, circus mm. performers do this routine. Um yeah, and I don't think I deal with different types of performers differently based on what their kind of apparatus or world is. I think mm. it's just an expectation of like professionalism and 
being good at what you do yeah. like like that's the, the line for, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah um what do you think that Perth Arts could do better um I would like to see more legitimization of what we do as a business and as a career interesting from both sides so mm-hmm. like from venues understanding the value of having performers in venues mm-hmm. and paying them properly, which is what I'm pushing so hard for with Lions and is slowly getting there. So venues and bookers understanding that this is a job yeah, and not just a side hustle. Sometimes it is, but it's a way for us to make money as well as yeah. express if ourselves. If it's a side hustle or if it's your full-time job, it's still valid and deserves to be Absolutely. paid. Absolutely, <laughs> especially when it's in like the hospitality scene. Totally. Like everyone else there yeah. is getting paid properly. Why mm-hmm. is it different performers? And then also, as I mentioned earlier, from the performers side of things, understanding that this is your job if yeah. you want it to be. So that means you need to learn your admin skills, pay your taxes mm. correctly, <laughs> like do all the stuff that legitimizes <laughs> being a performer yeah. as a career. Um, but yeah, I think a way we could do that is something that I'd love to do in the next couple of years is offer some kind of like short course on business skills for performers mm. talk about taxes talk about abn's superannuation what your what your um rights are and the expectations are of you having this as a job as a business because it's like so easy to forget that you have to do those things totally like, i think this, yeah. yeah i think it's always the, around this point where we start talking about this that i remind people who aren't in the art scene that like yeah there's no like direct union that independent no. artsies go to when no. we've got an issue um so it's a really great that you bring that up i was just thinking though when from the performer's perspective when there is that difference between somebody who is doing this super fun thing because they love it and it's fun and someone who's like this is what i do every day this mm-hmm. is how I pay my rent like this is my number one thing um when it comes to putting the same like expectations on them in terms of like everything you're saying like taxes and ABNs and mm-hmm. everything can we be expected to put the same expectations on no matter how you enter the art space and should we um because if you're just like question. here for a goof yeah I mean if you're earning money then you should be doing those mm-hmm. things totally. like and I like I think it's totally fair for you not to know because mm-hmm. like who's yeah, like no one, <laughs> who's yeah, to tell you? yeah no one's <laughs> booking you and being like we're gonna pay you this amount of money for this, yeah, I but you also need to pay your super and your tax out of that totally. like no one's saying that <laughs> I did um five years at arts university with two different degrees and I didn't learn how to do yeah. it like yeah. I did, they were performance degrees I didn't learn that absolutely stuff. yeah which is a massive thing why mm. is that not taught at what in your degree is like I'd I didn't know that that wasn't taught because my degree was obviously very different to the performance courses. Um, But yeah, just, yeah, creating that level of professionalism and I don't know if legitimization is a word, but (laughs) legitimizing (laughs) what we do. Um, And yeah, I I do agree if you're doing this for fun and you're doing like a gig once a year and it's like cash in hand, then like, sure, that's your fun side hustle thing. Um, But Maybe it's awareness. Awareness, absolutely. Yeah, being aware that like, the people, if it's like, say maybe you only come out for fringe and like, that's super valid. Yeah. It's a very, very busy time of year. Yeah. Um, and like get the work if it's there, like mm-hmm. fully get it. Uh, but understand that there'll be people around you who are doing five shows that night because like they are trying to like, like basically supplement the rest Save of the year. Save their money for the year. Absolutely. <laughs> supplement the entire year yeah. in like those four weeks. So if you're like piss farting around, they're yeah. probably going to have a problem with you. Yeah. And it's yeah. not personal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it like, it's ever a problem between performers like Mm. I think it's just like as a community if we want to start getting paid more and recognized and um treated fairly in this world and have people see the art like performing as a career yeah 
then like together we all need to take that step to legitimize it ourselves and um, oh, totally. find out information to help us kind of along that like path. I think often putting it in like other job contexts helps out yes, a lot. Like if yeah. you are working your ass off as a barista and you've got one person there who doesn't need the job as a barista, just like loves to come out and make coffee because they love coffee yeah. and they're a, like super passionate about coffee. Awesome. They totally deserve to be there as well. But if they're sort of there and they're like, yeah, pay me whenever. I don't even care. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, I'll do it for the experience. I'll do it for the experience. That word. Yeah. <laughs> Setting it down. Like, I just really love coffee. I've got yeah. plenty of money saved up. I don't actually care if you pay me or not. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Chances are the other baristas are going to, like, look on you with resentment because they need the money. Absolutely. And they need to be treated in a certain way. So it's not, like, fully fair for you to just come in and devalue everything that they've worked really hard to yeah. set up. And it's the same like well i don't know any baristas who do that yeah <laughs> there's probably some out there we don't know might be i don't know but yeah. i think that sometimes putting it in like a quote-unquote almost real job perspective yes. helps yeah. a lot for people being like oh yeah it would be really weird if somebody at the local restaurant acted that way because yeah. it would delegitimize everything yeah. else that other people are working for that's the one <laughs> yeah so same with producers as well though like mm. there's been occasions where i've quoted for a job um based on what my rates are, based on what I want to pay people. Mm -hmm. And the person who's booking that job has been like, oh, it's too high, we'll go to someone else. And then another producer has been like, we'll do it for super, super cheap and we yeah. won't pay anyone. So as soon as you, as soon as you do that, yeah. you're ruining that job opportunity for the rest of the community. Yeah. Like if we all start just like setting fair fees and always charging that that's going to be the thing that steps us into this next generation of performers being paid properly so yeah. understand that you're not just taking one job away from one other producer or one other company you're keeping the entire industry <laughs> from stepping forward 100%. like yeah it's yeah it's all it's all as aspects of the community that need to yeah start <laughs> thinking about it a bit more <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just to I guess consider the experiences of others and how they might be different from your own yeah absolutely um, I imagine <laughs> and like yes it is like competitive in the sense that we all want the next gig yeah we're all like standing about to go on stage for one gig being like where do I go next yes, like absolutely. as if the one you're currently at no longer matters yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it I've been that girl yeah um but we still have to like consider that okay if I'm being offered it at $50 less, mm -hmm. if I take it, what does that mean as like, I don't know, setting a precedent. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I, I understand it's hard because like uh -huh. you're never going to say no to a, like a good job that gives you any amount of money. Like I, I totally get yes. that. Like yeah. especially when you're new to the industry and you're like still trying to meet people and like as much as... You might not even know what the standard is. Exactly. And like as much as we hate the word experience, mm. experience has value. So like it's hard as a performer to be like, do I just do this this one time because I get to meet amazing people and it'll platform me to other jobs? Mm. And yeah, it is hard to make that decision. You like. might be, you literally <laughs> might be like, oh, I'm going to do it because I know who else is on the cast. And if they're all on the cast, I know that I might be, must be getting treated right. Yes. Head into that work and then find out just through backstage chats that you're being paid a lot less yes. than everybody else around yeah. you. Yeah. And they got away with something by being like underpaying one person. Yes. Um, and those aren't, your, those those things aren't your fault. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, but as as everything, as we learn more, we can do better. Yeah. Just don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm. Like, you're allowed to ask 
what the rate is for this show. 100%. And when am I getting paid for it? Am I going to get a contract? You're like, you're not going to be penalised for asking those questions if totally you do like, it in a polite I, way. Yes. Like, and also, if you are penalised for those things, if that person goes, fuck you, I hate you, yeah. then maybe don't work it's for them. Probably it's probably not even cool. <laughs> like, they've probably shown you that they're not the right person to work with yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but none of these things will happen with Lions Productions. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm trying my absolute best. Oh I promise. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, if people want to, follow you get the scoop on everything that are not oaks that are not oaks as if there are more of you <laughs> they, they should be i would love all the things extras. that are not does <laughs> where can they find you um instagram is kind of the only thing i use because i don't have time mm-hmm. to do the other things but my my personal instagram is just underscore natalie oaks underscore and then the lions production email uh, email instagram is just lions which is l-y-o-n-s dot production Easy. Uh, You'll find both of those links in the show notes today. And as always, if you like this podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to right now. Or if you have any questions or, you know, you want to be like, no, what am I supposed to get paid? (laughs) Um, I'll forward them. Message me. (laughs) Honestly, I'm I'm so happy to have a chat with anyone about anything when it comes to I don't know if you want to say that. that. (laughs) No, I honestly do. I want to, let's do the things. All right, Nat's DMs are (laughs) open. Nat's phone number is (laughs) (laughs) And she lives at yeah, like just I'm changing all of my Instagram handles now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, thank yeah. you so much for joining no, me today. Thank you for now. having me. It was great. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.